Oh, yeah, maybe they comment. Oh, there we go. We're live now. I just went live. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> so I don't, I don't, no I don't warning. Know. No warning. We're live now. Good morning, Debbie Hammer. Good morning, Chris White. Dad was in a panic because comments were coming in before we were live. I was like, oh, you come to uh, you come to D.C. and Maryland and it goes live without you. <laughs> it just doesn't Good matter, morning. You know? Good morning. Good morning. I'm going to give you a heads up right now. If you are not a football fan, this is not going to be the episode <laughs> for you. We are going to talk all about the headlines, but... We're going to relate it all to business. We're going to relate it all to life. We're going to relate it all to to the takeaways from what's happened. But And here's here's the ultimate takeaway. You and I and Jake are having this dialogue, whether we're doing it live or not. Right. Uh, you know, the, the I mean, we have a whole show scripted that we're probably not even going to get to. We're not going to spend it. time we're talking about all of the key components that came out of last night's victory, that came out of Brian Flores getting fired yesterday. Um, just unbelievable stuff happening uh, yesterday. Yeah, an amazing, amazing sports day, but sports does mirror life. Um, kudos, shout out, Laura Sherwin. She hit it right. All of it's an under, underdog. Um, everybody loves an underdog. So good for her. You know, I mean, 41 years. Um, Unreal. So much, yeah. <laughs> 41 years unreal you know so but you gotta say they gave us a good show last night those were the two best teams in college football yeah. and um when you see the respect that Saban and Kirby have for each other um, I knew Joni Knight would show up I knew she'd be showing up strong in the, in the first couple well, of I got I got some I got I got I got a little something for Joni and and uh and Laura this is special gift for them Georgia, Georgia. Yeah, well done, Shay. Shay likes to get Shay likes to get creative. You know, it was uh, it was a super super night. Why don't you give a shout out to the uh, DC crew who you saw yesterday, the day you had? Then we'll get to wake up music. Then we'll get to content. So we laugh about this stuff. You know, but it's very real and very serious through the power of social and LinkedIn and virtual. I last year had John Harrity, the CEO of Harrity and Harrity, uh, like the number two patent law firm in the world, reach out to me, tell me, hey, I've heard your name. I followed you a little bit. We want to up our biz dev game. I am basically an engineer that became an attorney and which equals nerd <laughs> is what he says to me in the opening dialogue. He goes, do you think you could teach us? Long story short, we did. We taught, it was probably a dozen of the people in the firm who really took it. So we went company-wide um, and we, we talked about it yesterday, but we landed in DC yesterday. And who was our Uber driver? so i think people are slightly confused about this he's not an actual uber driver i had a bunch of people reach out to me and be like dude is one of your clients an actual uber driver and i was like no no uh it was uh um so we we had fun because he was texting me and says i need to pick you up i you know i want to meet you in person and uh, it did not disappoint he picked us up we went to a really cool restaurant in dc and we just sat there kind of marveling over the fact that we are legitimately very strong friends 
without ever being in the same room together, there's no better validation than the work we do and the work that we will continue to do with him. And we talk career, we talk future. Um, what a cool guy shows up in sweatpants, a cool Harity shirt. And he says, this is my life because of you. He goes, the firm, you know, had unbelievable growth. We are hiring people all over the world to do work with us. So it was a great day. Very, very warm. Um, hello, Denise from Houston. Good morning, team. <laughs> who Good is, morning. Who is Denise? How'd Very, you get here, Denise? Denise, tell us, because there's Denise, you have a lot of names going on there. <laughs> She's on the all name day. Denise, Bridget, Mirtha, Bachman. Bridget, Mirtha, Bachman, Denise, which one is it? But glad you're coming in from Houston. He also posted about it. So Harity posted about it this morning about what a great day he had with you guys yesterday. So it's really awesome. Let's get to some wake-up music. Then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about some football headlines and content and what it means. Before we get going, the reason why I am here, welcome Mr. David Benson to the uh, the huddle. Good morning, David. I'm at the hotel. I've already had breakfast. We've been up. We worked out. We're ready to ready to get after it. David actually saw me speak in Jacksonville a while back, and now has me has me up here to work with his com- commercial team. So we're super excited. Thank you for the invite. Uh, fasten your seatbelt because I am on go. I love the backdrop too. It's like a real, like, you know, sports center ish backdrop TV in the background and the highlights going. I love it. So before we get to the national championship, because there's tons to talk about there, I want to start with the firing of Brian Flores because the dolphin fan base is up in arms. And even Chris white said, I for sure don't understand the Flores firing. Oh, I do. Let me make it real simple for everybody. Okay. (laughs) I talked about it in in the fundamentals of what's made me successful are RPDs starting with relationships, right? When you look at the relationships that that guy had on the staff with his players and most importantly with the decision maker. And I really want to talk about this because this is something that I learned the hard way a few times. And I think it's important for everybody to understand as you navigate the landscape of where you're working Those who hold the keys, whether you like them or not, continue to hold the keys. And so if you want to be successful, regardless of what your production is, you have to develop some sort of working relationship with them. That person being Chris Greer for Brian Flores, where he did not develop a working relationship. And when that guy has the decision maker's ear, you're out in the cold, buddy. It doesn't really matter what you do. So this is a classic case of the entrepreneurial spirit. You don't like the way I do it? Go do it on your own. Correct. Go do it somewhere else. Correct. So this is my game. 
I took the risk. I built it. It's my game. So I've had situations where I was, you know, in disagreement, not in alignment. I didn't bitch about it. Didn't moan about it. I love Brian Flores for that class dude had most of the locker room, but you cannot look at an NFL team. That's a winner without a great quarterback or a coach that supports the quarterback. He didn't support the quarterback. Steven Ross says, no problem. Bye. <laughs> so Stephen Ross is, is his press conference yesterday talked all about communication. And he goes, I don't care what successful organization there is out there. If there's not good communication amongst the team, then there can't be success. Correct. And so then it comes down to, okay, well, who do I keep? Who do I get rid of? And at the end of the day, if you're Brian Flores, it doesn't matter. I Look, the guy did unbelievable, I think. He won with such little around him, did a great job of creating culture and process. I believed in what he was doing, but the fact of the matter is he's not the decision maker, nor is the guy that he was working with, but the guy he was working with had the decision maker's ear. And that, so you got to figure out a way to make it work if that's where you're going to be. So if you're Brian Flores, you're sitting in your office and you're going, I don't agree with the dude who has the keys to the car. I'm going to catch another ride. Yep. So he didn't, he didn't quit, but he wasn't surprised that he got fired and he will get hired again. He's a quality Sounds coach. Familiar. I personally, yeah. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Just, I, by the way, I, I write that in my book. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I was never afraid to take the, the, the show on the road, you know, because right. I was confident in myself. I think he's a very confident leader listen you you stack it up he's he's beat belichick four times or something over the course of his dolphin tenure he can um, be successful two, he's two winning seasons so one thing has to change now could have been that management looked at him and said all right we believe in you and if you don't believe in the quarterback then we got to make some changes here i think my personal opinion is that's what should have happened because Stephen Ross doesn't have a clue as to what he's doing. He is one of those, you know, him and the guy in Jacksonville, they're like, Oh, we own a football team. Oh, great. You know, he's going to wind up stealing Harbaugh from his college team. (laughs) You know, so, so, so when you, when you think about this, you know, it's very, very key because uh, organizations that are not in alignment, right. Never win. You just, you just, it's an impossible thing to do is to overcome that, you know, like you look at the giants and the giants are completely like they're an embarrassment. And and so I want to make sure that not everybody's an entrepreneur. And so just because you don't align with the leadership doesn't mean you have to go be an entrepreneur, but you absolutely should be looking for another organization where you can align with the leadership because Brian Flores will find a home that fits him better and will be successful there. There's no entrepreneurship in coaching. The teams are the teams. There's 32 jobs. There's 32 owners. You only have so many places to go do that. You're not going to go start your own organization as a head coach. So he's got to then say, all right, I know I can't be successful here. I'm not willing to change who I am. I'm okay with being fired. I'm okay with getting thrown out with everything that's happening and be willing to take the risk that somebody else will pick him up. He'll be able to get back to that same place. It's a wild experience. Last um, comment. But it's realistic. 
last comment, I'm going to give kudos to Jake because midway through the season, Jake had a problem with Flores never coming out and saying, Tua's my guy. He never supported him. So you can't be in the middle there. The talk is now that, you know, Flores wanted Deshaun Watson. Who doesn't? You know what I mean? You know, class talent. Um, there was a comment about like, well, maybe Flores will be the new coach in Houston so he can solve the Deshaun problem. Like Keyshawn Johnson said, <laughs> Deshaun don't want any part of Houston. So that's asking crazy. So that whole merry-go-round yesterday became very obvious. Is obvious that teams in the NFL, at least, that don't have a good quarterback, don't win. And so you can bang your head up against the wall. You need a good quarterback. So, so much to talk about from last night's game. So much to talk about in leadership and overcoming adversity. Great topics for us to discuss. Before we do that, one of our favorite R&B singers' birthday is today, Mary J. We're going to celebrate her with some motivational morning music. Then we're going to come back and we're going to talk national championship and what we can learn from that. First of all, you know, I talk about music being a key to an emotional shift, memories. What does that song remind you of? Let's see if you're on my page. Riding in the Range Rover. Range Rover. (laughs) I don't know. It was like 2008, maybe. (laughs) That was a badass Range Rover that I had. Uh, Momo wheels that you actually inherited and took to the school. With me. I, I finished the lease on it while I was yeah. in. So the great story, right? Like yeah. I get hired full time at Florida state and happens like my lease is up and your lease has another year. So we like, I'll just take the car for a year while the lease runs out. So like first day of work at Florida state <laughs> coaches pull up and like pick up trucks and SUVs and like, 
I pulled in in a Range Rover on 22s with like <laughs> black on black rims. Yeah, black. I was like, who's the new guy? <laughs> I, I saw that truck in the Heat parking lot. I did business with the Heat, and I was in the parking lot, and Jay Williams drove that car. I called my guy, and I go, here's a picture. I want that car. That car got <laughs> delivered. So that music, here's the point of that. That music brought me right back to that because we were playing Mary J in the car, and I think uh, we had the, one of those. <laughs> the words are so appropriate too, yeah. like you know, Dogs the underdog on is on top. So right. Georgia was no doubt the underdog in that game. We talked about it, and I know Laura Sherwin is loving the fact that I'm eating my words now. But I would stand by it. I would never bet against Nick Saban. So there's a couple topics we're going to talk about here. One being handling change and adversity and when key players go out another one being overcoming poor performance and answering the bell another one being mentorship and being invested in the people where do you want to start i want to start with when was the last time you saw nick saban smile after a loss well wait 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 so he was smiling before the game so i think in his mind he said i can't lose here i win Fantastic. I lose, but my number one guy my number wins. One. My number one guy wins. That's the nature of when you get successful in life, it ain't about all of the fucking trophies that you have. It's about how many trophies do the people around you get. And so I, when he hugged Kirby afterwards, and I think Jake posted that exact picture, he's ear to ear. There's no regret. Listen, you can talk about it. And I give Kirby credit for this. In the, you know, on the field, he said, hey, listen, they were really injured. When you have a, your number one receiver down. and then top guys the, out. And then the next guy down. goes down. And then a DB goes down. They were playing depleted. They played guys that had never been in that spotlight before. They didn't perform well. And Kirby recognized it. He said, look, you got to overcome adversities, but today's our night. So I, for me, the biggest takeaway last night was watching Nick revel in the fact that his dog. Which uh, he doesn't yeah. do that with anybody nope. else. So how do you get there? The things you can see from the outside that you can know for sure are that Kirby Smart spent 11 years with Nick Saban. Spent yeah. over a decade with him, traveled from LSU to the Dolphins, which I saw Kim Coppice here and said, you know, Nick Saban handled leaving the Dolphins poorly. Absolutely. Everybody makes mistakes. It is what it is. It doesn't take away from the fact that he's created an absolute machine at Alabama. But so not only did he go to LSU with him, then to Miami, then he came to Alabama with him and stayed with him and did not take opportunities to be a head coach when he could have because he knew where he was was the most valuable place and that the only thing that was going to take away take him away from that was the only thing that could take him away from it, which was the University of Georgia head coaching job. He said, if that's not the job, then I'm not taking it. That loyalty and that commitment developed that relationship with Nick to the point where he's able to smile and be happy for him in that moment, even though Nick obviously wanted to win it and they weren't successful. Unbelievable. You know, like you said, there's so much to unpack that relationship. um, Spectacular. But when Nick was leaving the field at halftime and they said, what are you going to do, man? You're like really depleted. He said, guys, will have to step up. They will get the opportunity to do it. 
we can't predict how they'll perform, but they will learn from it. And that to me was just absolute genius because watch out for them next year. They are already the favorites next year by miles. So that's what I wrote about this morning. And that was the biggest aha moment for me last night was a lot of leaders will panic or go into micromanage mode or go into, ah, we got to really tighten everything down and we can't do everything. I was actually watching some of the Texas A&M, you know, voiceover of the game last night, listening to my old staff that I used to work with, with Jimbo and Damien. That must, and have, been, that must have been a trip. It was watching a time this. warp, dude. It was a t- It was, first of all, it was like being transported back to 2010 and sitting in the FSU staff room, I couldn't believe that nothing had changed. Nothing. I couldn't believe that they were saying the same things and they were interacting the same way. And I was like, oh, my God, I, I got to turn it off. Like, like PTSD. Uh, but even Jimbo had said, like, oh, it's going to be interesting to see what they can do or what they try to do with these guys in the game. And kudos to Nick and his staff. They didn't change at all. They stayed aggressive. They gave those guys opportunities to be successful in those moments. Were they successful? No. There were drops. There were mistakes. There were guys who didn't, you know, execute at a high level. But it didn't – he wasn't worried about it. He knew that as a leader, this is going to serve us for the next three years. Even if we're not successful in this moment, it's not going to stop me from pushing these guys into this opportunity, making them uncomfortable and seeing what we have, because that's going to help us make decisions for the future, which is critical. I I talked about this with Andy when we were at dinner Friday night. I said, what if you just pulled one of your leaders out one day? You called up your regional regional director or you called up a GM of a store and you said, you got to leave today. You can't be there. Sudden change. We lost the leader. How would the store respond? What would people do? That if the leadership and the culture has been developed the right way, people step in. There's going to be mistakes. Good. We embrace the mistakes because then we can teach from them and learn from them. But at least we know what we have as opposed to never knowing. So I love it. Shay, give me overtime, please. And we'll go to overtime. So here's where I want to go with this. So I, I, I agree with everything you said. Um, you, I think, and I say this to most CEOs that I work with, you're only as good as your bench. Yep. You know, you, you got to put people on the field. Well, no matter what business you're in, if you can't overcome that, you will lose. Yep. It's just the numbers thing. That's number one. Number two is you got to focus on Stetson Bennett. Sure. And you got to talk about a guy who everybody in the world said he's not the guy. You know, I don't care who you talk to. They were like, maybe he'll get hurt. We can put the guy we want in there. You know, yep. when you have no support, he had very little or no support all along. You know, Laura Sherwin writes about it, which is true. Nobody believed in him. He believed in himself. He made a mistake last night, which was a doozy, right? Which gave Alabama the opening. He's sitting on the sideline. And I just want you to get in his head for a second. He could go, oh, I fucked up they're right. I'm not the guy, you know, the violin. It could have been that, but he didn't do that. He and the staff believed that they were worth it. And in three plays, 
won that game. That was the absolute tipping point of that game when they got punched in the mouth. They went down. And listen, I don't care what walk of life you're in. You are going to get punched. Yep. It is not all sunshine and rainbows. It's the ones who get up. And, the, you know, Jake said it in here, you know, when, when he said, I wasn't going to be the reason they lose. That's individual. If you get all of the people thinking like that, it's hard to beat those kind of guys, man. Those, A thousand percent. So that goes back to culture. That goes back to the way they train. That goes back to what Kirby's developed. But Jake makes a great point as well. Like, you know, the coordinator was willing to be aggressive that next drive after he made a mistake. He didn't tuck his tail and go, oh, we got to protect here. We got to let's let's try to build some confidence back. Stayed aggressive. But it's all about belief. Right. And that belief 1000% comes from the inputs that you put into your brain. Who are you listening to? Why are you listening to it? How are you developing that confidence in yourself to answer the bell, to just say, it's okay. I'm going to come back anyway. That's that underdog mentality. But it's great to see, great to see Georgia come out on top. Super fun game to watch. Great lessons learned last night. Really just fantastic. So congrats to Dog Nation. Congrats to Stetson Bennett. Congrats to everybody out there. Super fun to see. Last thing, it's a football comment, but you got to make it. You know, they have this system where the hopefully it puts the two best teams together. I believe the two best teams were there. And anybody who questions the difference between SEC football and the rest of the world <laughs> <laughs> saw it last night. Kirk Herbstreet said, he goes, this is the fastest game I've ever seen. The speed of the game in between was lightning fast versus Cincinnati. No disrespect. Michigan, no disrespect. They couldn't keep up with the speed. That is what the SEC is all about. And by the way, man. <laughs> so, so my comment to that is, yes, they're talented with speed. But the way they coach them and develop them allows them to play fast. You got to believe that there's other teams in the country that have speed, but are they developing them, them the way that Alabama and Georgia are allowing them to play fast? Shout out to Coach Wanstat, who ta always talks about clear mind, fast feet. Those guys had clear minds last night. They knew what the mission was. They knew how to accomplish the mission, and they all played very fast. And the team that execute better won. It was super fun to see. So sum it up for those that, you know, we get off this call and you get into your daily life. You can be the catalyst that changes the momentum of your whole team. Stetson Bennett did it with his mind. He said, fuck you. I'm not letting you beat me. I am going to take control, do what I can do. And he did it. That touchdown pass yep. was a dart to, awesome. you know, to, to go up. You know, so then you saw everybody else, the momentum of the game changed, obviously. And if you don't believe in momentum, momentum is either working for you or against you. Momentum doesn't stay still. So, you know, the mojo is a killer. They got it. Congratulations. Fun stuff. I'm fired up. Watch out for this team here. Uh, Architessa, I'm coming for you, man. <laughs> 21 degrees outside, man. You talk about will to get up, man. It was freezing this morning. <laughs> Have a fantastic day. Congratulations to Dog Nation. Looking forward to seeing you tonight at dinner. Have a great day. Travel safely. We'll see you guys tomorrow for Wisdom. Wednesday. Not bad. I get to fly home to have dinner at Moderano. Right at Moderano. Let's go. <laughs> Let's Shay, go. take it away. Let's get down to business. I'm up, please don't worry about me. I'm about to let my heart speak. 
friends keep telling me to leave this So let's get down, let's get down to business Let's get down, let's get down to business Give you one more night, one more night to get this